I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Marshawn Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 and the ladies I got you Bobo um we are back we are back today we're sitting down with my man <laughs> Mr. Mr. Somerville Right? Why don't you? Uh, I'm gonna introduce you, like Mr. Somerville, because that's who you are to me. Like we, we we've had some really good conversations over the years. Why don't you gotta go ahead and give your um your your title, kind of what you do, and then uh, what kind of you know I think that'll set up the conversation for, for today. sure. For yeah. sure, man. I'm happy to be here. I, uh, for anyone who's seen this place on uh, like online and stuff, uh-huh. coming in here is. I mean, it feels like I walked into Google headquarters right now. So. <laughs> Google headquarters. <laughs> Don't oversell it now. <laughs> Dang, but no, man, this place is sick, and um, I want to thank you for having me, and yeah, I'm a big fan of the podcast and what you're doing for, for baseball, so oh, I I'm excited to, to move this forward with you here. So, yeah. But yeah, Derek Somerville, mm-hmm. I'm with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. This year, I'll be one of the minor league assistant strength and court conditioning coordinators. Oh, um, good for you. So. I didn't know that. Yeah, Good for you. Little promotion. Congrats, man. <laughs> Good. Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, you but, deserve it. I mean, like, so but we've been talking for years. Yeah. So like, years. I, I was just telling the guys that I was like, I mean, like, I was like, we've been talking for years, probably, probably almost four years now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we met at what 108, maybe three, four years ago when I was in yeah. Visalia, which is our high A affiliate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's when you guys brought the whole squad we in. The squad. We, yeah, we, we had, we had bus. it was like a bus. Yeah, yeah we brought a whole bus because you were playing or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And I went to the wrong spot first. That's true. You went to you went to the there, so. you went to the uh, Riverside location yeah. first. Yeah. So that's I'm right. Surprised I wasn't fired on the spot for that one. Oh no, no, that's actually like it was actually a common thing that would happen out there because our. Uh, Riverside location uh, was listed, you know, on Google, but the other ones listed on the website. And so, yeah, customary, uh, customary. I get it. It happened a couple of times. <laughs> not just you guys. <laughs> it's all right. All yeah. good. Yeah. It's all good. I've been with the Diamondbacks for this going to be my sixth season coming up. So cool. I was with the Giants for two before that. Um, yeah. So started pretty much rookie ball with them. Mm. Took a position with the Diamondbacks that was high A. So got some experience there. Yeah. Last year was AAA for me. And then this year I'll be at Salt River kind of helping everyone out with that and then head yeah. of the DR. And then the main reason I'm actually here this weekend is because mm. we're going to be building the pitching lab yeah. performance center. So I'll be yeah. kind of helping out with that. And that's, that's why I'm here. It wasn't just for Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, he's like, hold on, let me slide that in. Let, let me make sure that they know that. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. Um, also too, I know that that's been uh, something in the works uh, for you guys. And also too, a lot of other organizations are kind of moving that direction of, uh, like, you know, a performance lab and being able to actually, you know, measure, you know, what they're doing, effects they're having, and also being able to test, which is, uh, as I was talking at ABCA, I had um, Dr. Scott Lynn, um, we were talking about the same thing too, is like, you know, basically, um, it's, it's, baseball is trending in that direction, which I think is a really good direction of, you know, we, we got to kind of have our hands in a lot of different uh, areas and who better to test and be able to check some of these things and the validity of a lot of these tests, right. Is someone that's actually in the sport. And also, um, you know, again, like we do need biomechanists, we do need all of these other resources. Um, but it's, it's, it's been pretty interesting of where the game is going in the sense of, and don't be wrong. Like I know there's a messy middle, right. Of, you know, that transitions and anytime there's transitions in anything, um, there, there's some messiness that comes along with it. But, um, that, I mean, that's changed. Like, I mean, if we don't change, I mean, the, the opposite side is even scarier uh, is to just stay in the same spot for right. years and years and keep doing the same things uh, without there being adaptations. And so um, I think that's an interesting, you know, piece. But I know that. So, again, another congratulations for you guys and you pass that along to the to the fellows is, is uh, you know, it, it is a lot to set those things up. I mean, obviously building, you know, one basically ourselves is is there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of research to you can get to that point where, you know, um, I, I, may, I give Cody a hard time all the time is like, my man, you come straight out of college, come straight out of college, got all these things set up for you already. Got all these, like you got all these premier big leaguers walking in the door immediately. It's like last year you were playing. Now you got like, yeah, I didn't get that opportunity that quick, but the same thing happened though was when I came up, right? Like, uh, again, there was a lot more things figured out that I didn't have to figure out on my own. And then they already had all these things that are done and I stood on the shoulders. Right. And then I told him too, it was like, that's, that's the point. Like, you know, I want him and also so many other coaches, um, 
uh, to stand on the shoulders of work that I've done. I don't, I don't need you to do the work that I've done. Um, you know, I, the whole point is for us to progress as a whole and just, sure. you know, me just being another step in that ladder where you can grab that and kind of yeah. move forward, you know? And I, yeah. I think for us, like one thing we value a ton is player development, especially if like, we're never going to have the, the payroll that a lot of these other teams have. So we yeah. have to really hammer home making the best out of our guys. And yeah. I think that's a lens we look through with, especially building that lab and, yeah. and kind of the skill acquisition side of things where we're trying to, you know, make our guys 5% better, 10% yeah. better. Yeah. And get the most out of them. And yeah, like you said, we're not ditching everything we've done in the past, especially no. on the strength side. A lot of, well, cause a lot of it worked. Yeah. And still works. Yeah. But like you said, if you're not trying to, to change or maybe try yeah. something different, then for you're sure. staying stagnant and people are passing you by. So, yeah, no, I think that's big. And I think that's, um, you know, an important piece is that, um, you know, you don't, I mean, obviously you have your, you know, like early adopters, like in anything, or you also have your innovators before that, right. Where, you know, you might have radical change and sometimes within big times and w within organizations, a lot of times uh, there's, I don't think, I don't know if the, how many, when it comes to like an actual organization, when you look from a higher scope, I don't know how many organizations are very like innovative of like, in the sense of this, innovative in into adoption into their own field. I agree. When it comes into like, ah, oh, let's just try it and see if it works. A lot of times in organizational structures like that's and that size, right, yeah. is that's not that's not one of those things. Usually, I think if anything, if I would have looked from a higher scope, is uh, organizations like your guys is is more of like in the early adoption stage of being like, okay, I've seen it, I've I've seen there's been proof of concept right. outside private sector, some of these smaller scale things. Okay, what can we bring into there that actually is applicable that can actually work at our level with these constraints that we actually have um, and, and do some of those things? Because I think that, it, and I think it's a very good strategy coming at it from a, like a, even just a business lens is just like, okay, right. if you think of baseball that side, just from a business lens, it's like to have radical you know, adjustments, like first off with that many people, anybody that's ever worked in really big organizations or within scaled organizations. I mean, if, if I said, Hey, we're going to start using, you know, green paper instead of white paper. And that was it. That was the only change that we made. Like by the time you got that through to hundreds and hundreds of employees and, you know, again, that became a new, pro, uh, you know, procedure and got that all the way implemented all the way through. Like, you know, what, if you have a, a team like ours, like in-house, it's four guys, like, it's not a big deal. Right. We're just like, boom, make a change, done, right? But in organizations with hundreds of employees and again, you're playing telephone and there's all these things happening. It's like changes like that is like, that small change isn't really a small change. It's it's pretty bigger right. thing. A lot so has to go into that. 100%. I feel like that's something we're really good at is, you know, we go do our con ed and we go out and take all this information in. Like you said, we vet it, right? Mm -hmm. And anything that is good, we feel like we bring it back to the team and then yep. we literally try and pick it apart too yep. to make sure we're not just adding stuff to add stuff. Because For sure. If you add stuff, something has to go. Like you can't just yeah. keep adding yeah. because there's not enough time, place, money, yeah. resources for that. So, yeah. and that's a big point. I don't want to run. I want, want to just immediately run past that because I think that's a really important point. Is that if I'm thinking about this as a as a normal person from outside of an organization, I think that can sometimes be the mindset that we're just going to keep adding things. And and even if it's not a conscious thought, like even when it becomes conscious, you're like, oh no, yeah, that makes sense, right? But also too, like we so consistently do that is that we right. just keep adding things. But the problem is, is as soon as I take my hands off of all of these other things, like, well, then those things start plummeting too. And then, uh, you know, I just was saying this yesterday. I was like, you know, like the only thing for the plan, the work is to work the plan, right? Like if I stop working the plan and I stop pushing forward on these other ventures that we started maybe two years ago or six months ago or four months ago or whatever that is, right? Maybe something we started eight years ago, right? Um, if you stop, you know, doing those other things, well, that plan's not going to work. And now again, that investment is now, you know, it, it, it's, uh, now, no, like, you know, it's, it, there's, there's, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, we've wasted all the time, effort, sweat, equity, everything that we put into this, uh, just because we didn't execute, like fully execute. Right. We got, we got, let our emotions get in the way of, it's not new. It's not fresh. It's not a new idea. It's not any of these other things. So like I stopped working that process, yeah. you know? And I feel like sometimes, you know, people think we're trying to get super disco with everything and sometimes simple and keeping it simple mm -hmm. is, is best. Like if it's not broke. Yeah. <laughs> Why fix it to yeah. get something different that you don't know that's going to work or not work. So I For think sure. There's value to that, too. Yeah. So I think that that's big. And I, and I think we've been talking about that um, for a couple of years as well of like, you know, you had you had your money ball, you know, stage where it's like, OK, just how we evaluate 
players. Like we can do it to a different level. Right. And then again, that got adopted around the league of all these different ways that you can now evaluate hitters and you got your analytics and you're coming through that, that whole other side. Right. And so there's some, still some messy this there, but also too, I think it's also been a lot of noise has been, you know, flushed out still. Um, <clears throat> and then we started talking about how, you know, player development is the new money ball, right? Because if you right. look at it like an organization like the A's, right? Let's stay with them, right? Similar, like smaller market, like when it comes into what they need to do with players with budgets and X, Y, Z is like, you would think the same thing too is like, okay. So like, uh, and I'll give this example. Like there was a player that I worked with um, and he like, uh, his stats were like, crazy like the next year like he made vastly vast improvements right and um, not to hype myself up there there's been players that they haven't had vast improvements okay but with that is going in is that he had vast improvements and then when I talked to the organization after it's like well like to the organization what you've done is you've created another four million dollars worth of value yeah. of what we can trade that player for right even if he never becomes a premier big leaguer we can use that minor leaguer um, as obviously as a uh, prospect, right? And then now I can take that prospect and trade him maybe for in a package with a premier for a premier a big leaguer, and that's a big deal for a market like that, right? Like 100%. where you become, you know, those 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 uh, uh, those if you load up your system, and I think there's been a couple organizations that have gone that route, right? Where like, even if you look at like, you know, like the Rays right now, or, uh, you know, the Astros in the past with that as well. I mean, they're still pretty premier in that way too, right? But like you have those things. Well, now those are all moving pieces. So then when I, my major league team does get in a position to make a push that I can utilize my farm system to go and grab a premier closer or a premier this and trade some of those guys away and bring that in so that we could potentially again, win your championship as well. So it's not, there is a, game within the game um, right. that the minor leagues do really matter and how we're developing guys because it does affect my major league team um, because of those pieces that I could I could yeah. develop and I feel yeah. like for for the guys at the lower levels strength coaches mm. normal coaches um, may not feel like you're having a big impact on yeah. on the big league team but yeah. like you said you're creating value through every player you work with right so yeah. I, an example for me goes back to I think it was 2019 we had three guys at high a double A and triple A, we traded three of them to get JD Martinez, right? For mm -hmm. that That's eight right. week span. Yeah. And he went off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he went, I mean, yeah. nice, like 20 homers and yeah. whatever the time is with yeah. us. And yeah. we got in the playoffs because of that too. Yeah. So for sure, you never know the impact you have on guys, how yeah. it's going to impact them. Yeah. Cause my whole goal is like for guys to get to the big leagues and that doesn't have to be with us essentially. Yeah. yeah. But if we can create value for them to get our team in a better spot to win games, then I'm doing my job too. So hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and I think that's a, that's a big piece of like with that, right? Like again, if, if you can't, um, and we, we talked about that again, like let's say in any other business, right? Like if you can't afford, uh, to just go hire someone or to get like, if you were to go get a premier player, well, like, well, we got to build them. Right. And so that again, is everything holistically who we're scouting. Right. And also too, with what we've been able to do historically with these types of players that fit in these type of buckets and X, Y, and Z, right. How can I identify that guy, then bring him in our system, get him inside of our, our system and also develop him in a way where it's like, hey, this guy would work really well for what we're doing down the road. And there's a lot going in, obviously, from that perspective. I think that is um, you obviously being within it and then also me with like, you know, consulting for so many different organizations and getting inside there is like, um, again, like all the moves and every um, strategy that every organization is trying to do uh, to position themselves at whatever constraints that they're in at the time too. you know, again, some, some organizations, they know they're like, Hey man, we're like, you know, we're like three years out, you know, like there's, there's, there's right. like three years. Right. So there, there is a time where, and again, business wise, the same way, like there's, there's plenty of times here where I'm, I'm saying the same thing. It's like, Hey, like we're like a year from that. We're like two years from now. We can't right now. It wouldn't be a good investment, but it would be a good investment a couple of years from now when we're in this, this position, when we make all these other moves first. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. That goes into it too. Like you said, being realistic about where you're at and where your chances are. And like with our prospects, like I think, I think we have one of the higher ranked farm systems mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. but we're probably not there yet for having everyone at the major league level. For sure. So we got to really do a good job of developing them the next two, three years. And then hopefully yep. when the time's right, like you said, yep. make a push or whatever it is with those yeah. guys and they can continue. And then continue to make 
other players as well because yeah. then you know again like you guys have developed some guys and it's like you know that that gm perspective right to put our gm hats on right it's like okay we've developed these guys and kind of created our core but also too now i need to be able to trade some other guys away or maybe some of these other pieces away so i can go bring in other pieces so that we could have a team that can go and you know make this type of you know push and then you obviously got your uh, aside from the ownership side, it's like, okay, hey, this is our year, like, you know, again, or there's a couple of years out or whatever, and we need to bring in this type of manager, or we need to bring in X, Y, and Z so that we can, you know, these are all pieces into yeah. creating a championship team. It's it's a lot. For sure. A lot of things in there. So I think that's, that's, that's big. So I, I think one of the uh, things we talked about yesterday, and I wanted to uh, bring up for you and kind of give you the, you know, open mic here, is uh, having you kind of talk through as well, I think... Um, Let's let's even start in that. Let's say like over your last, uh, let's go four years or so, right? Like four or five years, like last half yeah. decade. What do you think have been your biggest, um, like learning opportunities or the biggest things that you've learned in that in that period of time? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, going back to like three or four years, like you mentioned, for me, I was still pretty young as a strength coach, and I kind of just was laser focused on being the best strength coach I could be, right? Yeah. Um, just wanted to have a, a good program for my guys and do my job efficiently. And with that, I probably left left uh, some conversations on the table with my coaching staff and, and stuff like that to kind of open the mic for them to see how they view how our guys are doing and their movement and stuff. So I feel like over the last couple of years, the most growth I've had is being open to those conversations and actively going searching for them and uh, really trying to get a, a whole picture of, of that player through every single guy that's had some time with them. So. Yeah. So you're saying like more from the sense of like you were basically just looking at them from an SNC lens and being like, okay, this is what I would do from a strength side. Uh, there's not as much, uh, uh, there wasn't as much uh, interlacing of kind of like what everybody's perspective of what a guy couldn't do and what they were seeing from their, right. their lens as well. Yeah, I was trying to keep them healthy, right? But yeah. that's one part of the puzzle. Another part mm -hmm. is actually giving them the tools and movement strategies and stuff like that to actually help them be better at baseball and yeah. get let them do what the coach is trying to have them do too. So yeah. I think over the last couple of years, last year really stands out to me with uh, Rick Short, one of our hitting coaches. And just, to, I mean, we would talk for hours every single day about about guys and what he sees and what I see. And during the game at the in the dugout, watching their bats and just game planning each day for how we could make their whole day help them develop versus just two separate things him lifting yeah. and him in the cage. So yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's been a big place too, is like, um, I was almost, uh, I was having a conversation, uh, this morning. I'm going to have him on the uh, podcast here soon. We'll see is, uh, you know, you know, Steve Johnson with one, uh, uh, Lake kick nation. Have you seen his stuff? Okay. No. So he's, he's, he does a, he does a really good job and we're gonna have a podcast with him here soon is like, um, he's also a teacher and like how he thinks, uh, I like how he, you know, his mind, uh, kind of, yeah. you know, when he thinks about things and how he, teaches a lot of his players and also his uh, students to be more like critical thinkers and um, have a healthy um, view of like skepticism on things and like vet things and, right. you know, think critically about, you know, and I think that's a, that's a, a you know, and he, he kind of brings a lot of those things up and before I go down that rabbit hole, but I, I, I was talking to him this morning and I think that it was a good point that, you know, kind of got me thinking as well as like, okay, well, the integration the integration of all of these different ideas and also a really highly skilled at anybody in any field is what they do is they know what they know where their like limitations are. They know where it's like, okay, this is the lens right. that I'm living. I have, I have these blind spots in these other areas or these are some areas that I need to know. I need to learn more in. And so I think, you know, when we're talking specifically about like a doctor, for example, is like you have like a general practitioner, like doctor, right? Like your your family doctor you go to, right? And obviously they have a standard understanding of, um, and you know, a lot of different things when it comes into a lot of different parts of, you know, I think a lot of times when you're outside of fields, you just think, oh, every doctor, like they're all, you're a doctor. What's well, like, yeah, well, I'm a, you know, I got my doctorate in this and I have my doctorate in this and I have my doctorate in this. And also I, I expertise, you know, again, I'm a hand specialist and I'm a knee specialist and I'm a, you know, um, a hip specialist and I'm, a, they all have their own, you know, little yeah. niches as well. And I'm a cancer specialist and I'm a, you know, all these, everything that goes in between and this type of cancer specialist, right? And there, there's all these layers that go in. Um, and I think it's important there is kind of just like what you're saying there, right? Is like, okay, like there is a time where like, again, a really good, when you get really into the expert side, it's like you start to understand there's a lot of limitations to your knowledge and what you don't know. And where like, Hey, I, I'm not your best resource for this 
you know? And I think that that's like, that's when that collaboration is so important is that interlacing of saying, okay, Hey, like, again, I commonly refer people out to PTs, strength coaches, other things again, where I'm like, Hey, like, you know me wrong. Like I know enough to know that that guy's, you know, really good or how it crosses over our stuff. And me and him could have conversations with that, but it could be a lot of things. Maybe I don't have the resources. Maybe I don't have, you know, within our constraints of, uh, again, like maybe we don't have the stuff here. Like, again, like we're a lot of places don't have what we have. Right. right. And then there's a whole bunch of places that have a whole bunch of things that we don't have. Right. And especially when it comes into like strength stuff or like, you know, knowledge about, you know, uh, a lot of uh, like a lot of PTs and stuff like that. So I think it's like that. That's a really good, important piece is like as you go deeper, it's like I think when I was also younger as well, uh, not that I'm so old now, but when I was looking at like and more of like when I was in more of a insecure, immature state is me wanting to be everything for the player. Right. I want to be your strength coach. I want to be your pitching coach. I want to be your hitting coach. I want to be your infield coach. I want to be, it's like, right. Uh, I don't need to be right. And I, and I do want to lean into those people that yeah. have those other things, you know, I, I agree with you. I think I can test that too. Like being a younger strength coach, I wanted to have all the answers because you don't want to feel like you don't know or you're wrong. But as I've kind of progressed in the field, it's like the power of the team, right? Just like you guys here, you have four yep. or five people that yep. make your team, right? Yep. You're not going to be doing every single thing. There's people that have mm. strengths and weaknesses and yep. uh, people that you can lean on for doing the job. And for us, like even this medical team, if I'm trying to do correctives, it might be more with the trainer or PT. And if he's trying to do stuff in the gym, it's obviously probably going to be with me. And then mm. same thing, like the hitting coaches and pitching coaches have been around and seen a lot of stuff too. So yep. leaning on them for just how much value and how much yep. knowledge they have too. It's just yep. a whole team picture to... Yeah. Put it all into the player. Well, and I think it's that's an interesting point because another thing as well is like I could always tell generally, general speaking here, I could usually tell when um, someone's worked with like a hitting coach that is more like SNC based or more PT based or more this or more that, right? Because right? every field has its own like lens and there's blind spots to every field, right? Um, and so, like, for example, you go to a biomechanist and they say all these things and they're telling you all about the body and they're telling you what the graph needs to look like and what great hitters do and how they do X, Y, and Z and all these things, right? It's like, okay. And then they're, then you're like, okay, well, help me do that. And then that's where all of a sudden there's a big drop off, right? Because that's not, that's not what they're, that's not what they've studied. That's not what they've had to do. That's not what their expertise, right? And so I think like, then you have also, you have, um, you know, and that book came out recently, um, uh, uh, range. Have you read that? Yeah. Yeah. So like range, for example, like of having kind of like a general practitioner, right. Of having, I think as a really good uh, hitting coach is having your hands in a lot of these different fields. Um, right. you don't need, uh, I don't, I would never consider myself like, you know, an expert in, you know, SNC or an expert in like as a physical therapist or an expert biomechanist or an expert scientist in any way or yeah. expert, you know, other things. It's like, it's really a combination of all of those things and taking pieces and trying to speak everybody's languages and then you know, kind of bringing people together. Yeah. For me, that goes to like not having your guard up with anything and being yeah. open to anyone and everyone's perspective, right? Like yeah. if I come to you in a conversation and already feel like I'm not going to value what you say, then I might as well not even ask you. Right. So yeah. Yeah. coming to everyone with, with an open mind and just literally trying to, to get on their level and, and yeah. learn from them. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I, I was, as you're speaking, I was thinking about that, like how we, when you're, when you're in that spot, like you don't, you don't want to not know, and you don't want to, uh, you know, like not have the right information. Right. Right. But meanwhile, both of those are true. You don't know and you don't have all this information. Right. And that's okay. When you get to that other place of being like, it's okay. Right. But I can go and find somebody or I have the resources and X, Y, and Z. And also too, like I commonly, I commonly do that with players all the time, especially with our pro guys. I'd be like, I do that with uh, professional, like I know who they hit with. So I'm like, for example, it's like, dude, if you hit with Miguel Cabrera, I'm going to utilize him as a resource, right? And I'm going to say, hey, like, I think he does this really well. Maybe you should ask him how he thinks about this or yeah. a drill that he used to do or what he feels or, you know, I know that he commonly says, like, for example, like, Jenny Martinez com commonly says the word stick, right? He uses the word stick all the time. Well, what does that mean to him, right? How does he train it? What does he think about doing those other things, right? And so um, then, you know, I, I even that, right? It's like other players, like, I do that with my players in-house too. It's like, hey, like, Hey, could you show him this? Or again, I sent somebody over to Cody to go work with yeah. him. It's like, you know, all those things of being like, Hey, like I, I can't be, and I can't be everywhere with, and can't be everywhere with everyone. And I can't be everything for everyone. Right. Right. So, so, and when you come to that other, other side, it's just like, we're good. Like, yeah. It, I feel like, the, it's okay. I feel like the players respect that too. Right. I feel yeah. like 
the easiest way to lose a guy is mm. say you know something or that you have the answer and then you're yeah. just making something up right your bs yeah. versus be like bro i don't know but i've seen like you said Mickey mm. doing this or whatever yeah see what he thinks on it and that might help and then maybe we can go from there but i think just being open and honest with them is the easiest way to continue to build that relationship where they can keep coming back to you because if you that's pretty much lying to them if you say you know and you yeah. don't yeah like that's an easy way to, to shut the door on that conversation and for sure communication and probably not going to come back to you after that for sure for sure so i'll let you get to your first your first point that you learned in the last five years and then we went on a tangent so <laughs> what, 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 what else what, what else would you say were your big you know some big things that you walked through in the last couple of years i think well we kind of went through with the, with the power of the team right like yeah i i'm starting to know that what i don't know and mm -hmm. that's not a weakness that's just information for me to, yeah. to be a better coach and for sure use my teammates and help contribute to the players the way i can the, mo the most yeah and uh use the t my teammates for the other part of that um, yeah yeah so i think those those two stand out to me the last couple of years is yeah. where i've kind of grown those the are most good, those are good ones and also too, yeah. to be fair like uh to help you learn those lessons like you guys got a good team like you got a lot of really like guys that i lean on uh around you that are really solid that yeah. are very smart and uh it's easy to you can trust your team a lot more when you got a lot of right. a lot of skills around you and a lot of those things as well yeah. so that's, that's a good healthy uh healthy thing to have around you to mentally to help you learn how for to sure. you know leverage the team for sure i think uh one more that stands out is just not being afraid to fail right you talked about mm -hmm. being progressive and trying new yeah. things and that's the only way we're really actually going to get better is for trying sure. to help our players right is yeah if we do the same thing for 20 years then no one's getting any better for sure but not being afraid to fail and as long as you have a reason for what you're trying to do and a thought process, then yeah. I can take that all day if it doesn't work for yeah. the guy. Well, and I, and I think that's where like adopting the, the scientific perspective from that, right? Is like, okay, let's, and not to take the emotions out of it, but it's just like, uh, cause I don't think that that's necessarily, I think a lot of people talk about that as like removing the emotions from it, but it's just like, no, no, no. Like the, those emotions are going to be there, but I just need to remind myself as well is like okay let's take out how that's a whole nother thing on the psychology side of my own personal things that i need to do because i do need to get those things out of the way where like those insecurities and all these other things are rooted in a place that are holding me back from my performance where i could really be you know a really good coach is because all my all my own shit's in the way right like, right I'm in, I'm in my own way and then when i remove all those things and it's like no like you just like you said like me not knowing this is like not a reflection. Like, and, and again, I'd rather, I always say that it's like, I'd rather look dumb today than be dumb tomorrow. Right. Like 100%. ask the questions, like, you know, try things like, first off, like where would we be as a society or uh, with any technologies or any innovations if nobody was willing to fail? So like we, we just couldn't, you, if you got it failed, still like still be having the, the, the dial phone where you had to spin the numbers, right? Uh, well, if, <laughs> would we even have the phone? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would we we even wouldn't have, have this set up, I'll yeah, tell you that. No, no, <laughs> no, for sure. And I think that's the, that's the place is, again, the same thing. Like, you know, a lot of trial and error. Like, you know, again, like we've had a lot of mics. Like we've had a lot of bad podcasts. We've had a lot of, yeah. you know, bad shot. We've had, I, it just happened to me the other day. Like we went and shot something and we messed up something. And uh, like I lost our entire footage of, of um, uh, when we shot with uh, Tewksbury. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and again, like yesterday, like my mic turned off in the middle of our session or whatever that is like, like, you know, we make mistakes every single day. Right. Yeah, and so I think, I think, you know, part of that though, it's just like, yeah, but also too, like, look at all the things that we're doing and, and, yeah. and you look at the trend, like it's okay. And also the whole point is that when you're testing, um, and then retesting and, and, and challenging yourself and saying like, well, is that truth? Is this, these other things like, you know, I have to be willing to do that. And so, um, that's where I go out. I think, I think there's this other side where, uh, uh, even for us personally, like people might think like, uh, you're putting things out because like, you know, you're right. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm just, you're just like along for the journey. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm putting, I'm putting things out and like willing the whole time of like, Hey, this is what I'm currently doing. This is how I currently think about it. Um, and you know, again, like we've had plenty of podcasts over the last couple of months where I'm talking about like when we got force plates, like Oh yeah, I got, I had like 70% of what I was thinking, like, okay, but then there's a bunch of stuff where I was wrong about things. I'm like, oh, I see why I thought, why I thought, yeah. you know? Um, and also too, I saw why I understood why it was working for certain guys, but now I better understand who it's, who I should do this with and who needs to do that and who needs to do those other things. But like, and that's okay. Like it, it's all yeah. good either way. Like it, it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. I feel you know? like in the, in the long term guys that have a really good like philosophy and thought process is are the guys that have tried the the craziest yeah. shit right and yeah sometimes it works and we add it and sometimes it yeah. doesn't and you throw it out who cares for sure like you said as long as yeah. you get better from it and 
my thing is like make mistakes, right? But it, yeah, just don't make them. Yeah, a couple times or yeah, you know, learn from them. Yeah, yeah. learn from them. Yeah, and and you and you you have that you know the that that side with it, right? It's like okay, like yeah, and also too, my goal obviously should be to make you know, to be less wrong tomorrow to right. make less mistakes. And I always say that like when you're handing them off to somebody else, right? Like if I'm going to hand them off to the hitting coach, like, Hey, you should go talk to the hitting coach about that. That's not going to be my last conversation. I'm going to go and say, Hey, How'd what did go? Maggie tell you? Yeah. What did JD tell you? What did, when you went and worked with Greg, you know, when you went to work with Greg Rose and he did your assessment, what did he tell you? What did X, Y, and Z tell you? Like, and also too, if I can, I want to go be there for the conversation yeah. and then learn that other side as well. Like, again, like I don't just hand guys off to an SNC guy and go like, Hey, like just go see an SNC guy. He'll figure you out. No, no, no. I want to be a part and involved in that process. Right. I want to be, I want to know the guy. I want to know what you guys are working on. Cause again, also too, then I can start to connect the dots where I'm like, Hey, like I had a guy with a similar movement problem problem and a similar, you know, strength issue or what I saw from my eyes yeah. and boom, he came up with way. Okay. Now how can I integrate some of that into also how we're training in the cage? Right. Because somebody, somebody posted that this morning about like how it was almost like, uh, he, um, I think it was, I think it was Matt Pierce, another guy, uh, I think it's, uh, that I, I follow on uh, Twitter and he mentioned something like, uh, we need to understand, we need to do a better job of understanding what needs to be taken care of in the cage and what needs to be taken care of, like, you know, from the strength side. Right. Um, and I'm like, I agree. And then also on top of that, um, that it's not binary, right. It's not only in the strength side, only in the yeah. cage, right. Like a lot of things that I'm doing in the cage with guys is strength stuff, right? right. Like. The body doesn't know a difference. It doesn't go, oh, I'm hitting now. Oh, I'm I, like, I have a med ball in my hand now. Like, right. like, like I, this is how I create rotational strength, you know, uh, and I'm, it's all movement, right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm creating rotational force. This is how I create rotational force. Yes, it is a particular skill. And when I put a bat in my hand, like, you know, I, 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 there is a, you know, not specifically like the brain understands the difference, but the body is, you know, again, like when you come into like your, like the CNS side and all those other things of being like, okay my brain's like, uh, when you start to do it, like you start bucketing things and you put out your brain lines, it like starts to bucket and you yeah. build your like myelination around all this stuff and all my nerd stuff I don't want to get into. But in any case, I think it's, it's, it's important there that again, like we understand that I think a lot of things that I do in the cage, um, like when I hit with, um, uh, candy one time with a hitter, right. We were, we were hitting the cage together. Yeah. And when we we're doing stuff, I was having him do this like weird drill that like nobody does is like weird drill, right? Nobody really understands. And then when we're hitting and I was talking to him about, you know, like our spiral lines and fashion, da, 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 and we start going through the thing and he's like, man, that's so funny because we do that on the strength side, the same thing, but we do it with this or we do it with that and da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just blending it with a bat. Right. Right. And then bringing it back into and blending it back into a swing. But it's not, they're not two completely different worlds, yeah. right? Like they're, it's all one. You know, yeah. it's, it's all we're trying to do is get guys to move better, right? And yeah. like you said, it's it's not two separate entities. It's blending yeah. them together, and it's one piece of the puzzle. So, like, for me especially, not everyone's going to want to be in the gym all the time, and not all, yeah. everyone likes to lift, right? So yeah. if I can be on the same page with the hitting coach, mm. we can actually get a program together where it feels like they're in the cage hitting, but it's actually, yeah. like you said, strength work. And yeah. I'm trying to be Correctives in there for those conversations to see how they yeah. feel, what they're thinking, because that helps yeah. me program for them for sure in the weight room too and for vice sure. versa like we have hitting coaches coming in the gym all the time to see what guys are feeling what they're trying to do and how yep. they're moving and yeah it's just one piece of the puzzle and we're all trying to to put it together for those guys it's not two separate yep. things he's not doing a lift in spite of what he's doing in the cage he's doing it to get ready for the cage so he can yep. be ready to go and moving how hitting coach wants him to move too yeah how do you how do you handle that i'm interested too like how do you handle that when you um you know, uh, for example, like, yeah, you shadowed me with the session, uh, last night. If you're in there, you're shadowing like on a cage or something, you know, in the, in the cage and you're watching a guy right. hit. How do you handle those conversations of being like, cause you, again, obviously you are seeing things from an SEC lens. How do you go about those conversations when, um, you don't, you know, uh, trying to figure out like what they're trying to, what they were thinking or what they're trying to get them to do. Um, again, maybe again, if you, Maybe you're, you know, from the SNC side of being like, oh, he can't do that because I saw him also do all these other things yeah. and he's lacking. There's this other deficiency. How do you go about those conversations with the actual hitting coach? Yeah. Like I, I said, it's kind of like a, a daily thing, right? If I can get out to the cage and hang out and watch, I might ask him during the session, but if not, and I can check out like some clips and stuff and, and some video of how he's looking in the cage, maybe go back and usually it's we're looking at game swings because that's when we can be together, right? Yeah. Most like I'm sitting yeah. right next to the dugout watching his game swings with him. Mm. I just simply ask him, what did you see there? Or like, what do, what do you think about that? And yeah. I'm just trying to come from a place of 
wanting to know what he sees. And yeah. based off that, I can make a, make a game plan for it. Mm. And then usually we come back and meet and, and kind of put that piece together where we have something from the gym right all the way up to his first swing in the cage where it's not just my stuff. It's yeah. both of our stuff together. Mm. Like the only reason I'm doing my three warmups in the, in the weight room is because of what the hitting coach wants me to do to get him ready so he can do and build off that because mm. we're just trying to build from general to specific. Yeah. If I can do that better, we can create those blends. So it's not literally he's warming up and then he's hitting. It's yeah. I'm trying to create that movement pattern the whole way through yeah. the day versus how do you help? How do you, uh, I think that's a great perspective of like how, I think it speaks a lot to like your character and what you're thinking too about like as a, as a like, okay, how can I, I serve here? Um, I'm also interested because I think that, that a lot of uh, strength coaches and also too from the opposite side, I think, you know, from a hitting coach talking to a, sh a strength coach as well is having that conversation of like, and I'm sure you've had times where you've shadowed or you've seen something to swing or you do these other things where it's like uh, you might disagree. Right. right. And so how do you go about those conversations with those hitting coaches where, you know, again, if we're all just yesing each other, yeah. telling each other that, you know, we're doing, we're all doing our, you know, we're all doing great and there's nothing wrong and you're perfect, right? Like there's yeah. limitations there as well, right? So how do you, how do you go about like those conversations where it's like, you know, um, coming to a consensus on something um, that, you know, might be, you know, cause again, yeah. I, I refine my eyes as a coach constantly. I'm sure you're the same way, right? Like yeah. of what I used to see or what I used to, I wanted it to look like this or I wanted it to look like that or X, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always come from the place of I'm not, I'm not a hitting coach, right? I'm, mm. I'm literally, like you said, trying to help and serve yeah. him. Yeah. Make a better plan for the players. So I always come with yeah. the, with the thought of like, what do you think? And yeah. And what do you see? And then mm. based off that through my lens, I can maybe yeah. see like, you know, he can or can't do what you're asking because of these reasons. Mm. And then I can come with that information and be like, yeah, you're, you're trying to get him to do this and it's not working. Mm -hmm. I think maybe because of X, Y, and Z mm. is why he's struggling with that. Yeah. What do you think? And then yeah, that, that's productive. It's always, it's always like, I'm not trying yeah. to say you're wrong, right? It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. a continuous flow of content where it's yeah, a yeah, safe like space that. to, uh, to just share. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good, I think that's a really good lens to look at it from. And then also it comes out in your communication, right? Like, um, uh, I think, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we did the podcast with, uh, what was it? Greg, when he was saying, um, about like growing, just growing their ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was Greg, yeah. Greg, Greg, uh, Br Greg Brown, right? Like he, uh, Brownie said, uh, a really great point where he's like, when I'm talking to hitters, it's almost like, I'm just trying to grow. I'm not trying to change you. Like, I'm just trying to add to you, Yeah, you know? And when you come to that other, that other place is being like, it's not like you're wrong. I need you to know you're wrong. You blah, 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 blah. Right. It's more of being like, like stretch you a little, you know, like stretch you a little bit in this direction and add to you and say like, Hey, like for example, like you're like trying to get them to do these things. And, and then also too, you're seeing it all over the place. You're seeing it, you know, when they're going from this drill to this drill to this drill, and then yeah. you coming with that extra information is like, here's a couple of reasons why I think they can't do that movement. Yeah. Um, I think is a really great perspective, uh, to have. And also too, um, very productive. I feel like, uh, when you're having those conversations, uh, with, with guys and empowering in the same yeah. way of like, where there's not like a, you know, you guys are a team, like you guys are working together. You guys want the same things. Yeah. You know? And I think just the, that conversation and that like agreement based off, yeah. if we can get to an agreement, we might, we might not. And that's, that's fine. But like, yeah. Having us both come to the player with the same information mm -hmm. is going to have a better chance of it sticking with them. Right. Like yeah. he might value the cage more than he does the weight room. Yeah. And if that's the case, then the hitting coach can come to him with the same information I would give him. Yeah. Be like, yeah, you're not doing this because you have limited hip. You can't yeah. get into your hip. Same yeah. thing I would tell him in the yeah. gym, but yeah. if it lands with him better that way, we have a better yeah. chance of it. Oh, and he speaks to him in, in his own language, you know, yeah. and like, that's another thing I, I stole from when I was listening to, um, um, Casey Smith with out front hitting, you know, when I was, when I was listening to his presentation he was talking about, you know, I want to, um, I'm going to use their language and give them my information. And yeah. so like, you're kind of saying the same thing there, right? It's like, okay, well, if he wants the, you know, he needs to hear it from a swing perspective saying like, Hey, you know, like the reason you can't control your forward move or something like that, or, yeah. you know, you feel like you're landing really hard into your front side, whatever his language is. Right. Yep. And then being like, then bringing it back in and being like, that's why we're going to work on these other things. It's like how much more open those guys are, you know, some of those guys could be to that conversation right. um, comparatively, I think is yeah. impactful. I think it's big to not care who gets the credit, right? Yeah, like if I'm trying big. to be like, oh, I'm the guy that changed them. Like I'm probably going to try and have all those conversations. For versus sure. If the whole goal is to help the player, then yeah. it doesn't matter 
who said it as For long sure. as our message was the same and yeah. coming from the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And a big, a big thing, I think oh, we've, we kind of been talking about that uh, last couple of weeks and I think it's been um, big as well is that from a private side, one thing that I've learned over the, and again, like guilty here is like, again, the same thing, like wanting credit, Right. Um, you know, like you, and it's I get it, do. Yeah. I get it. Right. Like you worked really hard. You put a lot of time into like learning this information. And again, maybe you were a bit major piece to getting this guy, you know, uh, to, to perform. Right. Right. And so, um, especially too. And then also you have like, especially when you're surrounded in a culture of anything where there's like, there's credit monsters around you where like when everybody has a culture, right. Everybody wants credit and everybody's trying to take, well, it's like now you build this thing where instead of having a different culture where I, I really admired that about, um, when I was, every time I've been around like Justin Stone, I always feel like I'm like, man, will you stop giving me credit? Because he gives me so much. Right. right. But then again, like, look what that did. It makes me like not want to claim things. And it's like, it's like yeah. I feel like I'm getting too much. Like, you know, like there's a lot of other pieces here, you know, um, where I've been on the opposite side of that culture where like trying to take all the credit, right? Someone's trying to take all the credit and everybody's trying to take all the credit. It's like, well, then that creates the opposite. Now right. everybody's trying to take credit for what they're doing. And you get this, like everybody's trying to chop each other and pull them back into the bucket, you know, like the crap mentality. Yeah. Everybody's going to pull back in the bucket. And so I think as a private side, one thing that like I think has really been like a heart condition like change for me um, over the last couple of years is the same thing as like getting to the root uh, thing of being like, I want to help this player and I don't care where he goes. I don't care who he hits with. I don't care what strength coach he has. I don't care all these things. Like I'm going to make suggestions if I think that there might be a, you know, another strength coach that could really help them or doing all those other things, but it's not out of a place of it needs to be me. It needs to be my guy. It needs to be my suggestion. It needs to be all these other things. Right. Like, like I'm not tied to the result. Like I, I truthfully like, from a heart condition, right? Like I, I, I want to help you. Like truthfully want to help you. Yeah. Not from a place of, I want to help you because, you know, yeah. that, you know, then I'm, you know, you're going to blow up and then I'm going to blow up and then, oh my God, it's gonna bring all this money to me and da, 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 and all these other things. Like, and I think from a private facility standpoint, it could be very easy to fall into that because, you know, like again, like you have a private business, right? Like, yeah. you know, um, you, you're feeding a lot of people. You have, you know, people are coming in and like it can get in this thing of like, you know, like, okay, well, we do need to, there is a practical side that there doesn't need to be money that comes in. There doesn't need to be these other things. Um, and, uh, but uh, like being careful of that, not hardening your heart to like why you got into it in the first place, which is like, yeah. no, 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 what you truly want at the end of the day, like take the, you know, the business is there, it's not there, all those other things. Like, you know, I was thinking like you're on your deathbed. Like, like, oh, well, paid my bills that month it's just like no man like you know again like at the end of the day it's yeah, like who'd you act, impact? yeah who'd you impact yeah. right and in, in, in your life on um other people and i think that that's like a, a new thing and, and not a new thing i mean uh but and you got to get that from like head knowledge like to heart knowledge right where like it you could say it but is it really in like you know like and i and i challenge myself with that all the time of like i challenge myself on my intentions because i think i think too often um and I started doing this a couple of years ago and people were laughing at me. Uh, people were, people were laughing at me, uh, in our, in our thing, because I would commonly call myself out of being like, like my intentions aren't always good. Like I, I'm a human being. Yeah. Like sometimes I catch myself with bad intentions. For sure. Right. And, and instead of painting myself of like, I always have good intentions, like no, I'm a human being. And like, again, like maybe I had a bad couple of weeks and I, I, I wanted that dub. Like I really wanted that dub, right? You know, I really wanted that to happen. And instead, and when, and I, I share with the guys around here is like, I become very like passionately curious about why that was my intention instead of judgmental, right? I don't come to myself and say, wow, like, I can't believe you thought like that. Yeah. Right. Instead of, it's more of a conversation of, Hmm, that's interesting. Like, why did you want credit for that? Like, where's that coming from? Like, Oh, okay. Like, Oh, it's like this other area. Maybe it's like, you know, the environment you've been in, maybe again, like other places, like you're searching for something here that, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it had nothing to do with this scenario. I had other things, deeper, you know, things that you need to connect with. And so I think that that's, um, it's a thing is like really a challenge. Like I constantly challenge myself with is like, yeah, yeah. But what, what were your intentions, right. you know, and, and where was your heart in that moment? And because it, cause really, if I want to get to these deeper levels of being able to help players, um, be successful, yeah. Um, I need to be in a pretty grounded space where it can be about them so that it's not about me. Right. You know, I, I feel like that's a, a pretty common trait for us as yeah. human beings, right? Like yeah. selfishly, we want, we want the credit. And I think like you mentioned there, just the awareness side of thing is, is huge for coming back to it and being able to know where it came from maybe. Right. Yeah. And being able to address it that way. But 
I think you mentioned like with selfishly wanting to be the guy for the players. Mm. I think my like best relationship with, with guys have been from literally they know that everything I do is mm. because I want them to, to be better. Right. And yep. I think that word of mouth from them is actually grows your, your oh, system yeah. even better than if yeah. you're trying to be the guy that gets all the credit. People right? trust you so much. Yeah. yeah. The players are willing to do so much yeah. because they know that it's for them. Like you truthfully yeah. want to help them. It's not, yeah. you're not trying to show off for the coordinator or, right. you know, those are things like, it's like, yeah, I'm willing to let that guy, cause he, he doesn't want to just put a stamp on me so that he can move up. Yeah. Right. It's for me. It's funny. I got the, I actually got the nickname, the, uh, the professional friend in Visalia <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> they announced me as that instead of the strength coach when we were in the playoffs. So <laughs> I think for me, like literally, I'm trying to be guys' friends, right? But that's yep. not it's not always good, right? I'm going to come yep. to you with information sure. that you might not like, but it's coming yep. from a place so I'm trying to help you. Yeah. And if they know that, then yep. it's easy to, to grow that relationship. Yeah, I, I uh, t- the two people that you made me think of, I'm just name dropping so many people right now. But uh, again, like all this information for people that I've, I've thought about is one of the things was uh, so uh, Lindsay Leftwich from um, LSU, um, she said, you know, I'm a halfway decent coach, but I'm really good at loving our players, right. you know? And I'm just like, you know, like that's what she's, and I'm like, well, that's what makes you a good coach, right? It's like she loves her players, like truthfully loves her yeah, players and will do anything for her, right? And then the same thing, my, um, when I worked at Planet Fitness, our CEO used to always say like, I asked him perspective wise on, on a lot of those different things. And he had a very similar thing. And I, I think it's a lot of things that you're saying is like, He's like, well, when I come in or when, you know, I'm talking with people, like, when you come from a place of, like, you're like, I really want to help you. Like, I truthfully want to help you. Well, they're really open to suggestion when, like, they know you care, right? So it's like, you know, no one cares how much you know until they know that you care, like that saying. But, like, then, like, how do I get that across? And, 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 again, one of the biggest ways to get that across is, like, you have to really feel that way. You can't fake it. Yeah. They're going to feel it. Each day. They're going to yeah. feel it. Yep. They feel it. Yeah. They'll feel it. If, if they know that you're like using them, right. Or you're, it, it, you can feel somebody's intentions. Like you can't hide, you can't hide your intentions. They, they come out, right. They, they come out one time or one yep. place or another. You might be able to hide it for 10 minutes, whatever those things like they're going to come out, like what your real intentions are. So I think that that's a, that's a place of that's the, you know, again, when, when you're truthfully trying to help somebody, um, it leads to a lot of really great things. And so I think that that's a, that's a big piece where it's like, you know, when you can, when you can get to that point where you can get to that point where it's, it's not, it's no longer about, um, and it, and it, I don't like to paint it as check marks. I, uh, I I say that with Bo and I always talk about that. It's just like, I don't, it's not a check mark. It's a daily interaction to interaction. What mood I'm in, all these other things where like, there's this small corrections. We almost talk about it like, um, um, I was like looking into when they have these, you know, automated cars that they're, they're building. Right. And so like, what we don't notice is like when we're driving down the road, road, how many micro corrections like we make with the steering wheel to keep us in the right. lane, you know, something in crazy, like it's a crazy number. Maybe Cody l- like look up how many micro corrections in like a mile or something like that. So <laughs> Joe Rogan stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, yeah. Like how many micro corrections and like, you know, like a mile, like, like we actually make. And so like, that's how Tesla like, goes off of that. Right. Like, so when the car is like driving, if they don't feel, it doesn't feel those micro, you know, corrections or your hands are not on the wheel. Um, you know, again, they know that something's, you know, something's up right? or that, or some technology that you've fallen asleep. Right. Or you're not paying attention to the road. Some, and some, something's happening. Something's off. Yeah. So, Obviously, when that happens, then as we start getting out of the lane, like let's say you're falling asleep, you're texting, all those other things, you start making these big macro adjustments, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously, when you get into the physics side, right, like these macro adjustments um, end up being these big corrections, and I overcorrect and I overcorrect, and it takes me a couple different swerves until I can get back into the get back into the lane. Yeah. And so, um, depending on how far that adjustment is the harder it is and the harder I have to macro adjust. Yeah. Well, it's like so funny how that applies also over into, you know, like uh, as a human, the same thing too is like, I'm constantly trying to make these like micro adjustments, um, you know, uh, where I can make sure that I'm staying and, you know, in my lane. Um, and I, and I, I think like with that, and that's like, you know, checking your heart, right. And checking your intentions and like, uh, checking why you're really doing what you're doing. And, um, you know, I think you, you have that other side of, um, uh, you can start to feel that too, right? Like when you're doing things for the wrong intentions, like, uh, you get tired quicker, 
right? Like, um, when you're doing things selfishly, like you, you, you get, you, you feel overworked. You feel like all these, like, cause again, that's yeah. like that, that gas tank gets empty. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't work like you guys work, like we work, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't work like that. Um, and, and have a shallow, be fake. yeah. yeah. And have a shallow gas tank. Yep. That's why I even, I actually had a conversation. I know I brought that up to you uh, yesterday is like at ABCA. Um, uh, I don't know this might be the first time I've said it publicly, but me and, me and uh, Jeff had a conversation. Jeff Fry had a conversation. And so like one of the conversations, like one of the pieces that came up in the conversation was I was telling him, I was like, dude, like there's no way I could work like I work or any in the industry. I don't, I don't care who it is. I don't care if you're a teacher, man. I don't care who you are. Like I genuinely have no consensus that that's what he really believes, right? Like that's, he, he really is trying to help hitters. That's the only reason that he could run as hard as he is, especially at his age, like good yeah. for him. Right. And so like, like, don't get me wrong. We don't, we don't agree on obviously on a, on a lot of different things. But with that being said, like, I don't think that he's trying to like, he came up with some fake thing and that he's, he's just running he, with it. Yeah. He yeah. truthfully believes, right? Like, just like he probably on the other side, like I try to tell him the same thing. Like, I don't know. I really believe what I'm, I'm talking about. Like, I'm not uh, just trying to like trick some kid to come train with me. Like, right. I, I, uh, th- would that wake me up at four in the morning? Would that keep me up every day of like yeah. trying to figure out and solve all these issues and all these things? Like that wouldn't fuel me. Right. And so like when we think about it as a human being, like, again, if that was like, think about it, like you couldn't, you can't fake it that long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think guys that are trying to fake it, they burn out. Like there's, there's no way that like, if you're not part of like a bigger thing and you're not, you're not truthfully trying to make an impact and yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you're right, but the fuel I think is yeah. you know, a big piece. What do you got code? No numbers showing up. No numbers. <laughs> yeah. But you mentioned like the, going back to that analogy, right? Yeah. Like the, the micro corrections yeah. versus the major ones. I yeah. feel like for me, that's one of my biggest strengths is just being consistent, mm. right? Like yep. guys know day in and day out if they come to me, what mm. they're going to get. Yep. They're not going to get a, a macro correction where I'm freaking out on them one day because yep. I'm in a bad mood, right? For so sure. I think like just that psychological safety and guys knowing what they're going to get from yep. when they come to you in the cage or yep. whatever they do when For they're training. Sure. Guys are more open to trusting you and then yep. knowing that you are coming from that place. Yeah. Cause the more, like you said, the more I'm being fake, the more I'm probably going to have those days. A hundred percent. Hit and miss. And like, what was up with Derek? Putting today? on a show. Yeah, yeah for sure. It seem like normal, like yeah. stuff like that. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think that, I think that's a really big piece there. And I think, I think that's the thing as well of being like, uh, you know, having those, you know, open conversations too of, uh, I think as you start, you know, uh, and a, a lot of this thing is like a lot of this for me, I think is also having that like anchor, Right. Of like when you have an anchor, um, when you have an anchor, it's a lot easier to, you know, stay in that, that, that same, that's in, in a general right. area. Right. And I think like with that, like foundationally and like with, with me and again, and I always say this on the show, like, again, like take the meat, leave the bones for me again, like my relationship with God. Right. And where I'm like, it becomes right. less of me and it becomes more of him. Right. Is that that comes out in my relationships everywhere. Right. And again, I'm not anywhere like, you know, where I'm, going to be or any of those other things. And, and, and there's a lot of, uh, healing and growth and a lot of things like personally that I still need to do and will continue to do it to those other things. But yeah. also too, like I've seen the fruits of that within all of my relationships because it now becomes, um, and now becomes more rooted where it's, it is less about me. Right. Yeah. And it's when my relationship with him is really good. Well then also too, like it comes out of my relationships and how I interact with everybody else. And so now that happens to be my anchor. Now where everybody else is, you know, like have your own anchors. And again, maybe it's your, your family and maybe it's again, um, you know, like there's things that you do week in and week out with your routines and your, you know, and your kids and you know, like every, everybody has their own, their own things. And, and, and I think that that's, you know, but for, for, for me, um, I think that that's been a big piece of that. And I agree with you, dude, like the, the, the rock or something to, to mm-hmm. base off of makes all the, all the other shit day to day feel a lot smaller. So for sure. I'm with you with kind of my relationship with God and something I stand on too. So yep. it makes, it makes life problems seem not so big either. Yeah. It's just like proper, proper perspective in my, in my perspective, not even proper, like again, just, you know, not to the, this other side of just like, it reminds me of the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. And we can get so locked up in our day to day, we can get so locked up in our task that's in front of us. And so, um, and again, like, I, I think like as human beings, like we're just flawed, you know, and, and, and flawed in a way of 
to our own intentions, right? And that we keep, we always fall back into these things that we can become very self-serving. Um, and so I don't see that as, again, a check mark. I know that some people are further along where those micro adjustments were like, they start to go slightly that way and they can correct themselves, you know, a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, but again, like, you know, like, uh, I've had to done, I've had to do a lot of work to be able to just it now be more micro adjustments in certain areas and not so, such major corrections at yeah. certain points, you know? Um, but I think, you know, to do that, be like, I have to honestly be able to like really look yourself in the mirror on situations at every situation, you know, there's, you know, there, there's plenty of times I'll, t I'll tell like these guys or I'll tell anyone that's like, Hey, like, yeah, like I did that with rap soda the other day, you know, put that out there. Like I, uh, had a misrepresentation, like a misunderstanding of something with that we were doing rap soda. And like, because I didn't understand the, the, the actual situation and what they were telling me, um, right. I, didn't handle like a situation as well as I could have. Right. Um, and, and, and instead when I actually understood the full the situation, like I apologize like seven times. I'm like, sorry. Like, I mean, obviously if you, it, let me paint the picture of how I thought, yeah. you know, what you were saying and what was going on and all these other things. And, um, again, the guys over rap soda, you know, are awesome. Um, and I've known, I've known, uh, you know, BP and Seth over there since, you know, like they started, you know, things. And so a lot of times within relationships, I think that's what it really takes. Right. Is like, you know, like, I apologize a lot, you know, like I apologize for a lot of things of like, you know, and I think when you get in that other place of being like the same thing, like, like there's times where, you know, like I said, you know, I didn't understand and that's okay. You know, and then, and, and when you get, but I can only get there where, you know, for me, if I had a, like an anchor verse, you know, yeah. for me, like an anchor verse for me, um, is like first seek the kingdom and all else be added to you. Right. And like, so when I like what that means for me, the same thing, like as I've seeked, um, as I seek, uh, God more, a lot of these things have taken care of themselves and it's made me a much, much, much better coach and much, much better leader, um, because of that. Now, again, there's a lot of ways that you can become a lot better leader. There's yeah. a lot of ways you can be anchored. There's a lot of ways. And again, like take the me, leave the bones, do your thing. Um, but you know, again, like with that, it's, there's a lot of awareness, uh, that comes in that, in that process. And I think that's been, uh, major for me. So a lot of times when people ask me personally, like, Hey, like, what would you recommend? I want to grow in all these other ways. It's like, well, I could tell you what works for me, but again, take me, leave bones, you know, yeah. do your thing of what that would, but you honestly, if you're asking me, like, I'm not gonna lie, like this, this has been the biggest, the biggest piece for me to do a lot of things that I do and how I can stay anchored when again, like, and, uh, you see more cause you're on like social media and stuff that that stuff too. But like one thing that people, people miss like that, it's like, Yo, when I put my stuff out there publicly, like I don't just get praise. Like there's there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of pushback, right? right? Um, but also too, I mean, like it also too. There's benefits of the other side of that, right? It's not like I'm sitting here like poor me, right? Yeah. Uh, there's been I mean I built a whole business off of social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so um, I you know there's been a lot of things like social media goes like you know both ways, and so um, but again like if I wasn't anchored, right, and I didn't have I can it wasn't just micro adjustments and those right. like those things would you know really pull me off Impact course you and more then, than exactly yeah right yeah. i'm with you i feel like for me my my faith and and god is something that mm. is my foundation too but mm. i think like you said if we're trying to help everyone that might not be the case for everyone so i think something that we do with our team that's pretty cool is each year we kind of do a one word right so that's something that we decide on you know when the times get tough and I'm, wonder, I'm sitting here in July 15th wondering why the heck I'm even doing this job. I look yep. back on the one word I chose for that year and be like, mm. all right, I'm, I committed to this for this. for this. It could be a, a week, month, year, whatever yep. you want to do, but I committed to this, and that's my reason why. And that's something to always come back to to, to help kind of, I feel like, put me more even, even headed and uh, yeah. kind of keep me going there. So, like yeah. for, for example, mine this year is Elevate. So, like, mm. everything I'm trying to do is Elevate. Our department, mm. our players, our whole—that's good. Our whole organization, right? Yeah. So if I'm not coming from that place each yep. day, then I have some self, some micro correcting yeah. to do. Yeah, it, I, I forgot who did the one word. Um, who is that from? It's uh, I want to say it's like uh, Gordon. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. It was. Uh, I thought it was a Gordon thing. Yeah. It was like you know the 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 one word. You literally, write it on a baseball, right? And it's sitting on my on my desk each yep. year. And, like I said, it doesn't have to be for a year because that's a long time to commit to something too. And it can obviously yep. things change, but yep. something to fall back on and be like when times are tough, like, all right, I committed to this and that's not for only when times are good, right? For sure. 
it's not a matter of if things get hard, it's when. Yeah. Too, so. No, I love that. So yeah, and I think that's a big thing, right? Too, is just like for everybody's what what that is. So no, yeah. In any case, like uh, there's so many things we need to we we need to have to do a couple more podcasts. We'll have to, we'll have to swing <laughs> back in. But um, I actually like it's cool. I was actually thinking this morning about like man, like I would like to have so many people come and like have conversations like in person uh, rather than you know doing them through Zoom or all those things at distance. And so I think it's cool every time we we'll have somebody come stop by the facility. I'll be like, man, we're gonna knock out a podcast and just talk have a combo. So um, in any case, no, I appreciate you uh, jumping on and uh, appreciate you coming by the facility and we got to talk shop. So got the rest of the day to do it and. Yeah, thanks, man. For sure, dude. I appreciate you having me on, and it's cool to meet your team and uh, keep killing it. You guys are, are pushing the game forward more than you know, so I'm a big fan. Thanks.